Gemara Pesachim Daf Nun Zayin. We start on Nun Vav Amud Bet Tarul Banan. Berishona Hayun Notnim Pea Lelefut VeLakeruv. So Tanakama says, initially they used to give Pea Lefut. Lefut is the uh, the turnip. Keruv is the uh, like the cabbage. Sounds like only on those two items. The Biyose Omer Afle Kaflut. He includes a third one. It sounds like that he's saying that you give on all three lefit keruv, as well as kaflut, which is the leek. So it sounds like we have a simple mahloket. Tanakama says pea is given on lefit and keruv, and the Biyosef says lefit keruv kaflut. Tanya idach. We have another brayta. Ayun notim pea lelefet vele kaflut. So this sounds like a third shita that we didn't see yet. Lefet and kaflut, that combination we didn't see yet. So it sounds like there's another shita there. The Bishamon Omer, after Kiruv. Okay, so the Bishamon comes along and says all three. So at this point, it sounds like that the Bishamon and the Biyoseh are saying the same things. Because they're saying basically all three. And the Tanakamaz are at odds with each other from both Braitot. Because Tanakama of Braita number one says Lefet and Kruv, and Tanakama of Braita Shinya says Lefet and Kaflut. So it seems that we have three Shitot. So the Gemara says, Nematlata Tanae Habu. So we're going to say that there's three Tanaim, meaning the Bishimon, Virabi Yoseh, are one Shita that say all. And then you have the two Tanakamas respectively. Let's say two out of the three, but they just have different two that they're choosing. The Gemara says, La. Actually, in conclusion, there's only two Tanaim in these two Braitot. Betana Kama de Rabbi Shimon, Hainu Rabbi Yoseh. So Tana Kama of Rabbi Shimon, which is the second Braita. The second Braita. Said, Tanakama the Rabbi Shimon Hayru Rabbi Yosef. But you have the second Braita that said Lefet and Kaflut. We're going to say that that is Rabbi Yosef. Because when Rabbi Yosef said in the first Braita, Afle Kaflut, he was adding to the first item that Tanakama said. The, no, not both. We thought initially he was adding to both. Now we're saying he's only adding to the first item, which the first item Tanakama said was what? Lefet. So when the Biyo says, Afle Kaflut, he means not only Lefet, but also Kaflut. Now who's the shita that says Lefet ve Kaflut? That is the shita of Tanakama of the second Braita. So therefore you have the Biyo and Tanakama of the second Braita are basically same. the exact same shita. Ve Tanakama de Biyo Hainu Rabbi Shimon. And learn the same way with Rabbi Shimon. When Rabbi Shimon said, Aflikruv, he was adding to what Tanakama said initially, Lefet. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon was saying, Tanakama, you said, Lefet and Kaflut. Well, I say, it's Lefet and Kiruv. Well, Lefet and Kiruv is exactly like who? Tanakama of Braita number one. So therefore, basically, just two shitot. The Tanakamas are siding with Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yoseh, respectively. Umay af. When they said af, they didn't mean adding to the two that was mentioned by the Tanakama. 
Akamaita. They're adding to the first example that the Ichtana Kama gave. And therefore, we only have two Shitot. Rabbanan, Ben Buhayan, Natan Pe'a Liyarak. Ben Buhayan gave Pe'a to Yarak. Although we learned on yesterday's daft that Yarak is patur from uh, Pe'a. Uba Abiv, the father of Bar Buhayan, which is Buhayan himself, Metza'an la'aniyim shehayu te'unin Yarak. He saw all the aniyim, they were laden with these vegetables that they had picked from the field. Ve'omdim al petach hagina. They were by the gate of the garden. Amar lahem banai. Ashlichu ma'alechem. Please give it to me back, this uh, yarak. Ba'ani noten lachem keflayim b'me'usav. And I'll give you a double on stuff that already was taken. Ma'asir. Lo mepne she'enai o'ani sara. Not because has v'shalom. My eye is uh, negative on what you have. I don't want what you have. You're not supposed to give pe'ah to yarak. So therefore, these items over here really are hayab ma'asir. And therefore, give me them back, and I'll give you back double what you took. The Gemara asks, the fact that he's telling I'll give you double, what does he have to give an explanation for? The Chaurai, if you tell someone I'll give you double what you have in your hand, that's enough for him to be motivated. Yomana says, They're not going to believe him. They're going to say, hey, he's going to take it from us and then he's going to go away. But if he explains it, not because of Hasbun Shalom, I have any bad eye on what you have, but it's halakha here. Halakha says that really, you know, what you took is Hayab and Ma'asir. And therefore, you're really taking something from the Levi. And therefore, just give it to me back, and I'll give you back double. The she over here says, uh, in the she, en notim pe'ali yarak. Now we learned, en notim pe'ali yarak, that she said above, because uh, you're going to take away, basically, from the uh, Levi, because pe'az hayab in, uh, I mean, uh, regular yarak is hayab in ma'asrot. Pe'a is patur in ma'asrot. So the anim are going to be eating things that they didn't take ma'asir on. So you makhshil the aniyim. That's where she learned above. The aniyim are going to be take these on. They know that they never give ma'asir on pe'ah. But meanwhile, it's not a pe'ah item. And therefore you makhshil the aniyim to eating fruits or food stuff that were not taken ma'asir. And she's just a little different over here. He's not a little different. You be mafkiah it for ma'asir. Once you make pe'ah hefker, that's what you do. You make pe'ah hefker. Hefker is patur for ma'asrot. So you're depriving Leviim from something that would have been due to them. But now that you made it hefker, you took away from their chalik. Uh, it's a different different uh, when that she said above. Above that she said, the anim are going to be eating things that were not taken ma'asir. But here it's mamash totally different. There's no ma'asir on it. And that's the problem. You took something that the anim, the Leviim should have gotten, and now they don't have that has to be a reason why that she changed his opinion over here and decided to give us a new reason. Levi is equal opportunity in Pe'ah as everybody else. If it's a Levi that's an Ani, he also could take. So he only gets Ma'asir on stuff but stuff like Pe'ah, again, a poor Levi, 
is part of Pe'ah. So therefore, he's not, uh, he's not subject to Ma'asir in that case. which means in the olden days when they used to bring the korbanot, so the skins of the animals of the korban ola that are brought are divided amongst the koanim of that uh, day's uh, service that's called Bet Av, those that served during that day. So at the end of the day, what would they do? They would put the uh, skins of the animal, the hides, in the Shkat Bet Parva. They would divide it amongst the workers of, the, of that day in the Bet Amikdash, that's called the workers, that's called Bet Av. They had the strong arm Kohanim, they would take more than their share Bizrawa with force. Hachamim or the Kohanim saw that that was a problem, that some Kohanim were taking more than others, so they decided to change the system. Erev Shabbat is the changing of the Mishmarot, the old Mishmar from last week. Mishmar is the weekly groups of Kohanim that would switch guards on Friday. So they would decide to, to divide the skins on Friday when the whole Mishmar was present, hoping that when the whole Mishmar is present, other guys can't bully, uh, bully around. Bet Av is less Kohanim. So in the Bet Av, they would get bullied around and take more than they can. But you do it with more people, they felt that that'll solve the problem. But it didn't. It created a different problem. There were Kohanim that had you know, high rank and status. The older Kohanim, the ones that were there for a long time. So they were, had influence. They were coming around saying, listen, we want this one, we want that one. They were taking more than this shit. There weren't, weren't any bullying. You have to give respect to the high ranking Kohanim. Amdu ba'alim So one explanation over here is that the Kohanim then decided that no one's getting anything. And they decided to make these hides Hegdesh, in order to stop the whole process of dividing. They had so much money, because what did they do with these hides? It's Hegdesh, they sell it, and they used to buy gold with it. And they plated the whole uh, area of the Megdash, the Hechal actually, with plates of gold. Each plate was Amma by Amma, with the thickness of a dinar, sahab. And it seems that these plates that they made of gold were very, very, you know, handiwork and artwork. And therefore they would show it off to the Ole Galim when they would come to uh, Yerushalayim. They would take them off. They would, you know, they were tiles, so they would take them down. They would put them on the steps by Harabayit to showcase them. You would see that the handiwork on these pieces of gold were, were nice. There's no pegam. They were perfect. There was wood of the sycamore tree in Yericho. Again, these belong to the, to the town. But the Ba'alizirot, the strong arm guys, would come along and take these uh, shikma trees by force. Uh, so the owners of them, they made them Hegdesh. The bullies were not worried about Gezel, but they were worried about Hegdesh. 
עליהם ועל כיוצא בהם, אמר אבא שאול בן בוטנית, משום אבא יוסף בן חנין, on guys like this, that take things by strong arming, the other one, there's similar cases that the rabbi would comment on, and he would say, אוי לי מבית בייטוס, woe to me from the family of בייטוס, that she says, First wide line by Tos. Kohen Gadol Haya, Vehen Kulan, Vayulahemabadim Hamsanim Hopin etaam. Okay, so these were influential Kohanim. Their servants had sticks, and they would go around and beat up the people, and they would bully them out from taking their stuff. So therefore he says, Oi li me alatan. Woe to me from their sticks, that they are clubs that they use in order to beat up the people, in order to take things that don't belong to them. Oi li me bet hanin. What does Bet Hanin do? Oili melechishatan. The chishatan, these guys used to give bad advice to people. And as a result of giving them bad advice, they would end up uh, figuring out a way to take assets that don't belong to them. Melechishatan, their bad advice. Oili mebet katros. Woe to me from the family of katros. Oili mekul musan. Woe to me from their quills or from their, uh, their pens. Their, uh, they were scribes, they used to write letters. And what type of letters did they write that she says? Right, either they were speaking gossip mongers or they were writing letters that were detrimental to the people, that put the people at, uh, at harm. Oili mi bet Ishmael ben Piyachi. Oili mi igrofan. Woe to me from the family of Ishmael ben Piyachi. He was a um, Kohen. Oili mi igrofan. Igrofan is their, their fists. They used to, uh, again, you know, bully the people in order to take things that belong to them. Shehem, Kohanim Gedolim. There was a family of Kohanim Gedolim. But the whole family was part of the racket. Nehem Gizbarim. Their sons were the treasurers. Behatanehem Amarkalim. And their sons-in-law were the Amarkalim. As she says, Right, which means Amarkol. They were the ones that decided where the funds of Hegdesh go to. So basically, they were controlling all the financial of the Beit HaMikdash. And they would beat up the people with maklot. There's four voices that we've heard in the Azara. Some say you actually heard them. Some say, no, you didn't hear them, but they were crying out every single day, screaming out. Two of them actually are negative, and two of them are going to be positive. The first one, they would hear the voice, As we learned in the Nevi'im, when the ladies would come in order to purify themselves by bringing the Qurban after they gave birth, according to the simple chat, Bene Eli went with these ladies in the Beit HaMikdash area. These ladies were married. And therefore, they were committing a grave avera in the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore, the voice would say, Bet Eli, that you're defying the Beit HaMikdash. Yemara says, however, just that they delayed the korban of the ladies, therefore delaying them from being with their husbands, and therefore was considered as if they were with them, and therefore that also was considered a cry, because they were getting bribes by the by them. The odd sebaha, another cry was sent out. Who was Yisachar Ishkefar Barkai? Shemechabed et atzmoth. He himself gives respect to himself. But he doesn't give the respect to He would not touch the 
korban when he was slaughtering it and catching the blood. He would put silk gloves on. Meaning he was finicky for himself. As if he doesn't want to touch the kochesh shamayim, which is a bizayon. Why don't you want to touch the kochesh shamayim? He's more worried about his own hands than he is to touch kochesh shamayim. That's considered a, a bizayon. Ve'avid avodah. And he did such a avodah. And it's a hatzitzah as well, that she says. The od safcha, as she says two things, it's a hatzitzah and it's a bizayon. The od safcha ha'azara, this is a good thing now. So he himself, that she says, was a kasher. Kasher like his family might have been corrupt, but the head of the family was okay. The odds of Ha Azara, Siu Sharim Nashikem, but the gates open up. He canes Yohanan ben Narbai. Who is he? Tamido Shel Pankai. And it says that he would eat, not literally, but he would provide for his family a lot of korbanot uh, for them to eat. He was very, very large hearted. They would provide for all the Kwanim and his family a lot of food to eat. Let him fill his stomach. Three hundred agalim, the calves from Korbanot, three hundred barrels of wine, drink. gozalot, and then he would have for dessert forty sea of gozalot of these birds, and he didn't eat them himself, obviously, but he provided them, as she says, to his family of Kohanim, which was, like I said, he was very, very large. Amru, There was never no tar, because he would feed everybody from the Kohanim, and there was never anything left over, because he was always uh, making sure that somebody was eating the Korbanot. What was the end of this Yisachar? That was the one that wore the um, the gloves, the satin gloves, the, the, the silk gloves, and it was Bizbazir, the Kodashim. They want to know what happened with him. Amre Malka Umalketa Habu One time the king and the queen from the Hashmonaim, they were sitting. Malka Amar and the king said, that the best meat is the meat of a kid, of a goat. The queen argued and said, that the lamb is the best meat. So they said, who is an expert to go settle this mahlokit? Who's going to prove us who's right or wrong? He deals with this all day. He means korbanot all day. So they brought the He pointed to the king in disrespect. And he said, if the gedi was better, yisak litmidah, they would use it for korban tamid, and they don't. They use a lamb, and therefore, basically, in a disrespectful way, using that hand gesture, he told the king he's wrong. Amar malka. So the king said, One thing to answer the question. First of all, he answered it disrespectfully. And he argued against me. We're going to cut his right hand off. The hand, it seems, that made that gesture. 
to the king. So the king said, cut it off. But of course, we are midah connected midah, because that was the hand that he put the shirayim on, because that's the hand that you serve with. So therefore, Bodhi Olam saw to it now that that hand that he would put the shirayim on the silk would eventually get cut off. Yahav Shohad. Anyway, to the executioner, Yisachar gave bribery. He didn't want his right hand to be cut off because that's the primary hand that a person uses. So he sprayed him to cut his left hand off instead. And instead, he cut his left hand off. The king heard about what happened, that he bribed him and that he cut the left hand off. And he ended up cutting up his right hand. The Benish Chai explains that what did he have to get his left hand cut off for? Because with his left hand, he put on the Shiraim on his right hand. So therefore, both hands were guilty. So therefore, Bodhi Olam punished him ultimately for both hands getting cut off. Amar of Yosef, Berich Rahmana, the Ashkelel Yisachar Ishkefar Barkai, Lemetrefise, Mine Behai Alma. He said, Baruch Hashem. Bore Olam punished Yisachar Ishkefar Barakai in this world. Why? So the Kohanim will be able to learn a lesson over here. Which means no Kohanim now are going to make this mistake anymore. If he would get his punishment, nobody would learn a lesson. Nobody would see it. There's a Baruch Hashem. The Kohanim that are alive now will see what happens to somebody that behaves like this. The Benish Hai learns a little differently. He says that what Rabbi Yosef was saying was that Baruch Hashem is getting his punishment here, so at least he'll go to Olam Abba. The Ben makes the point to say, why is he quoting Yisachar Ishkefar Barkai? Why is he quoting where he came from? Ishkefar Barkai. What is it so important to know where Yisachar came from? So he comes along and he says, the reason why I quoted his name is because he was saying that because he got his punishment in this world, Yisachar, yes, Sakhar. He has now rewards. Le'olam Why? Because he's ish kefar. Kefar belashon kapara. And therefore he says barkai. Barkai he says because although it looks like that this happened be'akrai. Like it happened by happenstance that he was just invited to the king's house. There's no such thing as happenstance. This akrai thing actually served as a kapara in order to bring him to olam Amar Asher, the Gemara says, besides Yisachar not, you know, respecting the Kadashim properly, but he wasn't expert, not in Mishnah and not in Braitot. Yisachar Ishkefar Barkai Lotana Matnitin. He never learned the Mishnah, because he thought that you can only bring the Qurban Tamid from a uh, keves, from a lamb. That's why he told the king, if, if, if goats were so good, you should be able to bring it as a Korban. But he didn't realize what the Mishnah said, Ditnan, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kibasim Kodmim La'izim Bechol Makom. That Kibasim come before Izim. Yachol Mepnesh Shibuf Harim Beminam. Is it you think because they're better? It's not because they're better. That's not the reason. Tamud Omar, Im Kibas Yavi Korbano. Melamed Shishtehem Shikulim Kehad. They're both equal. It's just that the deen is that you bring Kibasim. Before, not because one is better than the other. It's a different reason. So obviously he didn't know the Mishnah. He thought that Kibasim come first because they're better than, uh, than, than Gedi. Rashi, Kibasim. Kibasim right, always says the Kibas first. So the Gemara says, Rabina Amar, forget about the Rezno of the Mishnah. He doesn't even know 
הפסוק in the Torah, דכתיב, עם כבס, עם עז. That's talking about over there for a Korban Hatat. Now over there, עם כבס, עם עז, there it's coming to say either or. איבאי כבס, לייטה. איבאי עז, לייטה. There there's not even a preference. They're both equal. So forget about whether there's no Mishnah. By Korban Hatat, you can bring, it's a pick-up, you can bring either one. That's she. עם כבס, יביא לחטאת, כאן הקדים שעירה לכבשה. Even better, before the keves, the pasuk right before it is talking about a goat. So Adraba by 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 korban hatat, the goat is first. So therefore, forget about that. He doesn't know that you can bring whatever one you want. Like korban tamid, it's just that kevasim are preference, not because they're better, but by korban hatat, Adraba, the goat comes first. Yes. That's the, that's the first pasuk. It's a lot of order here. When it said, Actually, that's, that's us. Right. The pasuk over there doesn't tell you one is better than the other. It just tells you... Either one. Is Shilamin eaten by the person that brings it too? Mm-hmm. So he prefers to bring it. If he prefers to bring it, that means there's a preference. Torah doesn't make a preference on it. Torah, but the people that they actually bought it, they bought more.